Welcome to the Boom Boom Performance Podcast, your resource for science-based training and nutrition, data-driven coaching, and education-focused content. Before we get into this podcast, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen and learn with me so that you can apply what you are about to learn, take my strategies, use these tools, and finally have some serious methods to see sustainable success with your physique, your mind, and your life. This podcast was built on the foundation of applied education, and I'm excited for you to be here so you can have that experience with me. Now, without any further ado, let's get on to the show. About another building? Yeah. Yep. I mean, nothing's for sure. Yeah, that no. building's not even done. They're talking, not even this one, but the. Do you know when starting. it's going to start going for lease? <sighs> I have no idea. It's just foundation right now. Damn. But I, ever since We're I. are staying had, in Bonnie Lake for a while. Oh, yeah. 100%. I, I literally, ever since I had that dream, man, I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. It's been literally. So, like, ever since I saw Fantasy Factory on MTV, I was like mesmerized you want to speak it into existence to our audience kind of kind of why not yeah. i mean i do that with most things yeah if i say it then it's like okay this is gonna get real but the only the only bad thing is is like in order for that to become real our neighbor has to leave <laughs> so not if i know but my like vision oh oh is the having actual a door yes out there in the gym that goes to the next building over yeah and then that's like the property people would allow you to put a door there even if it's this door, it doesn't matter, but... I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean... It's our space. Yeah. If we're paying rent, I would probably have to... I don't know how you're going to... You can't really fix that. Get like a survey or... Oh, you can, I mean, I guess you, you can. You can build. You can fix anything. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but I mean, like, ever since I had that dream, though, it was so sick, dude. So we had... This stayed exactly the same, except this changed because we don't have a podcast studio here. And then there's a door... Maybe we make the... So, yeah, yeah. Like, in, in the dream, we were shooting content, right? And it was like... We were in here and then I like walked out into the gym and I like cleaned and did like a front squat or something like with the bar, right? Dropped it and my skateboard was like sitting on the ground and I like hopped on the skateboard and like ollied through the doorway. Oh my gosh. And then I was in this like <laughs> skate park Yeah. and I started like cruising on the this mini ramp. right after you were skating with Blakely? It might have been. Yeah. Honestly, it might have been that night. So I was skating on the mini ramp and then I like jumped off my board and walked into the podcast studio and like sat down and it was like a studio. I was like, dope. That needs to happen. It'd be so sick. That'd be so sick. We would create a viral YouTube channel if we had something like that. Because how interesting would that be? Yeah. It'd be so fucking cool. Yeah. It would be more more than just nutrition and fitness. Yeah. All of a sudden, what are we doing? (laughs) We're doing... There'd have to be pranks. I feel like if you have something like that... We gotta make something happen. We will. Yeah. TikTok. Or... uh, We gotta get on TikTok. Yeah. Did I tell you about my conversation with Jordan the other day? Isn't, it. isn't TikTok like going away or something? Potentially, Potentially. but what if? But what if it doesn't? Yeah, and we yeah, sleep yeah. on it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But he was like, we were talking about a bunch of different things, like social media and marketing, business, all stuff. And he was like, "You have to get on TikTok." And I was yeah. like, "Man, I, I did, but I didn't. Like, I tried, and I didn't. didn't. I didn't like it. It's just, I don't know. It's weird. I don't want to dance and shit. Like, yeah. it's just weird." <laughs> <laughs> he just kept giving me. She's like, "Dude." You will go viral. Yeah. Get on TikTok. I was like, all right, man, I'll, I'll do it. And so I challenged Jeremiah. I was like, hey, every single, because he brought TikTok up, started asking me questions. So I t- started telling him about it. It was like, all right, challenge next month, every single day, you and I posting on TikTok. And then he texted me like three days later with like screenshots of his videos. He's like, where are you at, dude? Because <laughs> I hadn't posted. 
And I was like, man, I'm just trying to get you to do it. <laughs> but no, I was like, I need Travis. <laughs> when we were moving and shit, I was like, man, I don't, I don't got time for this. I didn't post on There's Instagram for four days. Yeah. Because I just forgot. We were so busy. You didn't man. post on Instagram? Mm-mm. For four days. And oh. I just literally just forgot. Yeah. Which is not the end of the world that I didn't yeah. post on Instagram. But usually I have like, I already have all the posts written up. I just literally was so busy with moving and trying to keep all the other stuff in the business yeah. going. that Moving houses. Yeah, yeah, that I just completely fucking forgot. Damn. But. Are you done moving? Well. This time. Potent- no, for the meantime. Yeah. January we move again. Yeah. Well. It was, so we had movers come and take a lot of the stuff, but it was brutal, man. Like trying to get as much as we can from that house into an apartment was very You're, tough. Are you living in an apartment right now? Yeah. Where? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> where Shannon used to live. Yeah. You're, Those same apartments. That's where you're commuting from? Yeah. You sleep there last night? Yeah. <laughs> I've never had a commute, man. Uh, well, I have. I, lie. I haven't had a commute in a few years. Uh, but, yeah, dude, it's it's different. Yeah. And and to me, like, I don't give a shit. I'm, like, I come home. Cook, sleep. Cook, sleep. That's yeah. it. Watch Netflix. Blakely's like, what is this? Yeah, so it was tough for her at first, man. She was like, I think she was terrified that we were leaving her. Because for the last, like, week and a half as we were boxing up the house, she was just tripping out, dude. Every time you try to put her down for a nap, she starts screaming. She's like, n- doesn't want to go down, wouldn't take naps, wouldn't go to bed at night. Like, it was bad. Weird. And so we're like, fuck. I think she literally thinks we're packing up and leaving her. Because why else would she be, like, every time we're about to put her to sleep, she's, like, freaking out because she yeah. doesn't want us to leave. Um, and so, like, when we moved the house, she was kind of freaking out. But then once we f- she, f- like, realized that, hey, we're all staying here, she's been loving it. Okay. She's been running around playing. But... It's also hard because she screams at the top of her lungs like she, when she's playing. Apartment. Which we never thought of because we're in a house. Yeah. You know, you, she's playing and laughing and screaming. You don't realize how loud it is until you have neighbors. Yeah. you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. But it's interesting, man. It's it's worth it, though, because we'll, we'll have our dream house in January. Yep. So got to wait for it to be built. Yep. Wells Fargo is annoying because. I, ju- I just remember you saying that this was your dream house, the one you just moved out. So. <laughs> I just take it with a grain of salt. Huge change guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. As long as this is your dream house and the next one can be your dream house too. Yeah. I mean, so, but. You never know what your dream house is until you dream of something else. Exactly. Yeah. I got a fucking dream fantasy hey, factory. let's go. <laughs> but no, like, if I'm being completely honest, when we first moved in the neighborhood, I actually did look at those houses and I was like. How? Oh. They weren't even built. Uh, that builder. So there's oh. like four or five builders in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. That builder was building houses already. Um, the builder's called Main View. And okay. I was like. We got to get a Mayview home. Those are so sick. And it was just out of our range. Yeah. But with the market being so f- crazy right now and interest rates so low that I was like, fuck it, man. Let's yeah. do it. And it's bittersweet because we love our house. Yeah. But it's worth it. Is it same color scheme? White? No. <laughs> yeah. We were like, no more white. Damn. I thought Shannon loved the white. I love the white too. That was what I wanted was white counter, white cabinets, yeah. white, white everything. Yeah. It looks nice. Yeah. But man- Blakely loves Cheetos. Yeah. Loves Cheetos. Yeah. So she has Cheeto fingers and she's like, like you go up the stairs and you look at the white hand railing and there's like Cheeto fingerprints. You're like, fuck, you got to like wipe everything yeah. down. So it's like, no, it's not worth it. So. I don't even know. I think. It's, you have not seen the house yet? I have, but Shannon picks an interior. Yeah. You know, I don't do that shit. It's so like, I think it's brown. It's some kind of brown. Oh, brownish. Okay. Gotcha. Beige, whatever they call it. I don't know. She uses words that for colors that I've never used before, you know? The color code. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, cool, man. Yeah, let's uh, let's make that happen. I would just put a, not a bug, but like 
Talk to Bob. Bob, just be like, hey, when are they planning on starting opening up the opening the lease opportunities? You yeah. know, just saying, hey, it's up to for grabs. Well, if that one opens, that would be a partnership with Giant. Oh, that I know. Do. Yeah. I want this one. Yeah. Maybe ho- <laughs> yeah, homeboy to move over there. What a pay, like pay him to go. Yeah. Buy him out. Go. I'll give you all those magazines I told you I didn't have. <laughs> <laughs> if you move. <laughs> I got caught in the lie with that one. Oh man. Anyway, I don't know. Right. I don't know why I did that. I felt bad afterwards. It's like not. A, I I don't know where where the magazine is, man. I don't have it. Okay, <laughs> he like leaves, and I'm like, fuck. I totally have the magazine. <laughs> the guy dropped it off to me. Yeah. God damn it! I gotta go tell him. <laughs> you didn't tell him. I didn't, no. but felt like I wanted to. I so for that's a good example. Usually I do, but that Usually guy is just so he's such a mean person. Yeah. But I was—I would say angry. I was at Fred Meyer. Or mean? Well, I mean, when he's talking to people on the phone through the wall, you can hear how mean he is. To be yeah, easy. that's true. Or he's just pissed off all the time. Yeah. Either way, I feel bad for him. But at the Fred Meyer parking lot, I was doing the grocery pickup, and I like pulled in, and there's a car next to me, and they're like staggered spots, you know. It wasn't him. Oh, yeah. I was like, no, no I, I rolled down the window and spit my gum out, and the wind took it and it went dunk right on her hood, and she didn't even notice. And I'm like, oh fuck, she's on the phone. Do I say something? I'll just wait till she gets the phone. And like 30 seconds pass by, I'm like, that's just going to melt on her hood. And then it's not going to come off. So I like just got out of my car and walked over and reached in the middle of her hood, like looking at her and just pop. <laughs> like it like stretched and I like pulled it off. I was like, spit my gum on your hood. Sorry. <laughs> what did she say? She was like, oh my God, thank you for actually taking it off. <laughs> I would have been afraid to say something. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, no problem. Done. Yeah. Did not, the right thing. not everybody's like that. So you're not saying everybody. he probably wouldn't have been like that. No, he wouldn't have. And I'm saying usually I don't do things like that and not say something. Yeah. Usually I mean I you don't do things like that. I don't know why. It's just like froze. You scared of him? I'm I'm I feel like I might have been intimidated. <laughs> yeah, he's angry. Angry old man. Grumpy old man. He told you're me that he, he told me that I just uh starve people. Literally. To your face? Yeah. Wait, he was what? talking to me and Andreas one day and he was like Oh, I need to get in shape. And I was like, oh, yeah, man. Because like, he was, like, looking at the gym when we first moved in here. And he was like, yeah, so, I mean, you ba- guys basically just starve people for a living, right? And I was like, nope. No, man. <laughs> Make people get healthy. Yeah. Like, wow. Interesting. What was your name again? Yeah. Like, Jesus, nice to meet you, dude. Like, And then he goes, you want to split the Comcast bill? Oh, yeah. I'm like, what? No. Share cable? <laughs> like, dude, no. Still don't even know your name. Funny neighbors. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting neighbors when you get a warehouse space. Look out for that, people. All right. Let's get on with the questions. Let's get on with the questions. It's enough ranting. All right. So uh, first question today comes from Stacy Ormy. Says, hi, Cody. What do you think about Drew Manning's fit to fat fit to fit challenge? Fit to fat to fit challenge. So I, I, I've heard of it. I don't know much about it or him. I'm assuming he was fit. He got fat and then he transformed again and assumption. now he like made a, a product out of it but i think he was like known for something else so it's more of like one of those like celebrity workout things yeah and when you go to his website there's a lot of like keto challenge six it's either 60 day or six month transformation challenge like products like that i i'm not i'm not one to like talk bad about people it's just not my thing it's not what i believe in it's not it doesn't match up or align with my philosophy um promoting uh very specific 
fat burning quote unquote results because of a keto quote unquote diet is something that I don't agree with because I think that's the opposite of individualized nutrition, sustainable nutrition, things that we do. Definitely. Um, there's a lot of like challenges and keto challenge or transformation challenge and things like that. I don't believe in that either because if you're only doing it for a challenge, you're not learning what it takes to sustain it after the, the time period of that challenge, right? So like- Main word, sustainability. 100%. Yeah. So for me, like I just, I fucking hate challenges, to be honest. With you. I just hate challenges. I hate transformation contests, all that stuff. Um, and it, it actually stems back from when I was a, an in-person trainer. Like we would have people who do Groupons and you would, they'd buy a, gr- a 30 day Groupon for a really cheap deal. And then you wouldn't see them for six months until the next Groupon came out and then they do it again. And they were always in worse shape than the first time. Yeah. So it's like this cycle of challenges and transformation just doesn't work. It's not going to create the lifestyle you need to sustain the result or change the result yeah. at all. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not about it. Like I said, I don't want to talk bad about him. Yeah. I mean, he could be like, the thing is with this too, is like, he's somebody that is, if he is like a celebrity endorsed product or whatever, he's going to have tens of thousands of people do it. There's going to be people who their lives change for yeah. the better because of it. Like Definitely. it's going to happen. Yeah. It just to me doesn't align with what I like to teach, what I like to preach, my philosophy of training and nutrition. Yep. And period. I think, I think those challenges and those Groupons and everything, the hopefully Hopefully the idea of them is to spark something in somebody to where they use that group on and then they continue on with that membership yeah. or whatever and not just stop and then do it. Yeah. yeah. But if, they, you know, 100 people use the group on, they're hoping for one. Yeah. You know, it ha- helps one person. Yeah, you know exactly. What I mean? and, but the majority, like you said, probably use it just for the Groupon. Yeah. And then if you can pull out like 5% of the people that do the Groupon as like sustainable members, it's, yeah. a, it's a good investment because Groupons go. are cheap, yeah. you know, um, in order to run as, yeah. a, as a business owner. But yeah, man, and, and even just thinking about like the title, Fit to Fat to Fit, it makes sense. Like if he was uh, like, if he ran a podcast, which he might run a podcast, I don't even know. I have no idea. So if he does, then this is a good name for a podcast yeah. because it's his journey from going from fit to fat to fit. How did he do that? That's a cool name for a podcast. For sure. But for coaching or transformation, it doesn't really make sense because if you're telling me I'm going to get fit, then fat, then fit again, you're telling me that this is unsustainable. Yep. Like, it's literally saying like, this could get you fit, but you'll probably get fat again. But if you come back, you'll get fit. You'll get fit again. <laughs> <laughs> it's like marketing. Uh, is that good? Or I don't know. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with it completely. But, but again, like I said, there's a there's a lot of companies in the industry that don't align with my opinions or philosophy or how I think it's done best. But they still help people. Yep. You know, they say, I mean, especially the ones that reach way more people than us. Even if they have a worse product, they have a bigger sea to fish from. They're going to help thousands of people. So, the net benefit there is always going to be good. Yeah. You know, it's just not the way I would do it. For sure. All right. Um, next question comes from Heather Nuns or Noons, either way. Currently in a deficit, not aggressive, but but a deficit nonetheless. I am not feeling diet fatigue. However, I am feeling run down in my training. I am curious how you would implement nutrition for a deload week while in a deficit. Thank you so much. Um, it kind of depends on the timeline of somebody's progress so if you come to me and you're in a deficit because your goal is fat loss 
and we are on a 12 or 16 week plan, like we really have this end goal, I'm not going to touch your nutrition. Yeah. Stay in a deficit. You're going to deload. Therefore, volume intensity is going to lower. Therefore, you're probably going to have more time out of the gym. You're going to have less joint inflammation. You're going to probably have better sleep, less cortisol fluctuations. You're going to recover more, even if you don't touch your diet. So if the goal is fat loss, a lot of times I'm like, hey, I don't want to touch it. Um, if the goal is, I mean, that's really the only time that you would even need to touch it. Because like a lot of people ask, should I do a diet break when I do deload? So you can kind of like double down on recovery. I'm very unlikely to do that unless somebody's like really beat up. Yeah. Because um, you even think about like maybe if it was like an athlete who is yeah. training super hard and needs that extra recovery. But if – you're training a high-level athlete. They shouldn't be in a deficit anyway. They yeah. should be at maintenance or surplus because that's how they're going to perform well. So you don't need a diet break because you're not dieting. You know what I mean? You just yeah. need the deload. So typically, I think it's fine to just do the deload. Um, can you can you explain beat up? Uh, if somebody's hormones or hormones, joints hurt, they're fatigued, their nervous system. I mean, like think of like following like an eight-week program of just hard, high-intensity training. You're going to be beat up at the end. Okay. You're just going to yeah. be lethargic and kind of fatigued. You're going to need a deload. But it doesn't necessarily mean you need a diet break too. Now, if you're in a deficit and you're training that hard, maybe. If, if recovery is really bad, I would do it. Or if the stars just align. Like if I have them on a cycle. Like I've had people where, you know, we are taking a diet break every sixth week. Right? Five weeks of dieting. Six we- for sixth week is a full diet break. And one time it just happens to be that that's your deload week too. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep it. You know, we're not going to change it. But I'm not going to implement a diet break in just for the sake of doubling down recovery when the deload's going to do that for me. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, now, I might do it if, if we get to – so the deload starts on Monday and you get to Friday and you're still just run down. You're not excited to get back to gym on Monday. I might say, hey, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, bump your carbs up to diet break level, refeed level, and then Monday get back to the diet because the, the deload obviously didn't work. For sure. But that's kind of like a reactive decision to make – later on in the week of the deload usually with a deload week by like thursday friday you're like man i'm ready to train hard again you know and you got to still wait till monday so um yeah that's typically how i do it if you have a timeline for your fat loss i probably wouldn't even do it stay in the deficit yeah gotcha all right so um moving on here we got next question comes from run eat repeat one three eight during a reverse, do you need to cut out cardio if you enjoy running? Very ironic. During a reverse. From run, eat, repeat. Yeah. <laughs> During a reverse do think, diet. Do you think they enjoy running? <laughs> and eating on a reverse. And repeating. Um, During a reverse, uh, do you need to cut out cardio if you enjoy running? Yeah, so typically on a reverse diet, you, you will decrease cardio along with it because the whole point of a reverse diet is to reverse – the adjustments you've been making during the diet to get you closer to maintenance. But if I'm increasing your calories and keeping cardio, I'm, I'm still keeping energy expenditure high and that deficit high. So typically what you're going to do is, is slowly remove cardio while slowly adding calories at the same time. Now, if you enjoy running, I think it's a matter of you don't have to cut out all of the running but you need to cut out some of the running. So I've had people where they are doing cardio – five days a week for fat loss, right? And they love running, so we keep one or maybe two running days. Yeah. Purely for psychological purposes. They enjoy running mentally. So we have four days of lifting, two days running. I'm cool with that. Um, And we just keep it there. So basically what you want to do is you want to reverse the cardio out until it gets to the point where you know it's sustainable. And it's sustainable because you actually enjoy it. 
right? So for me, that's typically going to be one or two days a week, depending on how many days I'm lifting. If I'm lifting five days a week, one. If I'm lifting four, two, because I like training six days a week. That's the only reason, right? Not because I need cardio, but I just enjoy, I mean, debatably it's good for you, but I enjoy training six days a week. So I'm going to keep that much in there no matter what, right? So if I was reverse dieting, I wouldn't take that out. But if I was doing six days to get to my like photo shoot lean physique, then I would cut that two from six to five to four to three to two. And then I'd keep it at the two. That makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I also think like you should change the type of cardio you're doing on those days in order to enjoy it more. Because if I have somebody doing cardio purely for fat loss and I'm adding it in, it's most likely going to be low intensity because you're in a diet and I don't want to add more fatigue to you and track it. Like when it comes to a, a standpoint of tracking cardio, the easiest cardio to track is treadmill incline walking. Cause you can say, Hey, you're going to set the tre- treadmill to the same incline every week. You're going to go to the same speed every time you do it. And you're going to walk for 30 minutes. Yeah. That's like, I know you're doing 30 minutes every time it's easy to track. The type of cardio and conditioning I do is hard to track because it's different every time I'm doing the rower, then I'm doing the sled, then I'm doing a circuit, then I'm doing running like, and I do that on purpose because I'm just working on general conditioning and it's fun. Mm-hmm. So you should change your cardio to something like that by the end of the reverse versus doing, you're still just doing your 30 minutes of walking, right? Like if you don't enjoy that, don't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hmm. It's good to know. And you can also change how you're doing it too. Like from a standpoint of, you know, maybe you're doing the treadmill because it's easy to track and you can repeat the exact same intensity every single time. Cause you go to the same gym, use the same treadmill with the same incline, same speed. But maybe by the end of the reverse, you're doing trail walks, Yeah. which who knows if you're burning the same amount of calories every time, but it's way more enjoyable for sure. For walking 30 minutes through the woods versus on a treadmill. Yeah. Dope. All right. Um, next question comes from John, John Lava, John, John Alva. I can't even. Alva. John, John Alva. John Alva 7. I'm pretty sure there is a old, old, old pro skateboarder with the last name Alva. Huh. Tony Alva? You ever seen Lords of Dogtown? <laughs> no. Oh, it's a good movie. I mean, he, I know of it. Heath but Ledger was in it. Nice. Good movie, dude. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. When did you know you were ready to create the membership portion of your business? Mm. Good question. It is a good question. When did you know you were ready? Um... For me, it actually started, so two things. Like one, it was always like a a vision of mine. Like when I first started doing anything in the industry, my thought process of creating an online company of like kind of led to that because I saw what people were doing and the businesses I saw that were successful online, they had memberships. They had like a cheap, like you pay this cheap membership, you get training done for you. There's a forum. That's just what it was online individual coaching wasn't a big thing yet. So from the get go, I was like, that's what I need to do. But I also knew that nobody knew who I was. I had no social media presence and I had like a year or two of experience in the gym. Not enough. Right. So for me, I was like, once I get five plus years, once I have a little bit of a following, once people know who I am, once I'm like a little bit more well-respected, I have some education under my belt, then I might toy with the idea. But it kind of went away because I fell in love with the process of of individual training, individual nutrition until I got to a point where I just couldn't handle the amount of people I was working with. Like it just got to a point where I'm like, okay, I can coach nutrition for a lot of people, but I can't do training and nutrition for that many people. And I have people asking me for training, right? Like over and over and over again. And I'm like, I don't have the time to do it. And I don't have any coaches that work for me yet. 
And I brought on a coach. I think I had two coaches before I launched the membership site. And I still, they were just nutrition coaches. So they didn't do training. So it's still kind of in this like weird place. So I, that's when I was like, okay, I'm, I'm making these eBooks and giving people eBooks, but it's, it's a 12 week program and then it's done. Yeah. How does it evolve? Like, how do I get more interactive? And, um, and individualized. Yeah. And a little bit more tailored. Were, yeah. Um, and so I basically, I thought of it like this, like, how can I work with more people? How can I give training to my nutrition coaches? And how can I basically make it more affordable for the people who don't need a highly tailored or individualized program? Because I was getting, for example, or want, I, I had 10 people or want, yeah. but, but for example, I have 10 women who are all between the ages of 30 and 35, who all want to lose fat, who all have four days a week to train and who all have a good amount of experience, but they're not advanced athletes. Yeah. No injuries. Why would I recreate a program for each individual when all of them should be doing the exact same thing? Yeah. Right. They have the exact same goal, same demographic. Why would I charge for my time when I can have a big group of people all doing the same things, getting the same exact result? Right. So then I created the Taylor Trainer just for that. So it wasn't even like a standpoint of like, I need to make this much money or have this many members before I can create this. Um, I did think that I needed some clout from a standpoint of like, I don't need a massive following, but I need to have like, a good business. Like yeah. people need to fuck with me if I'm going to create a membership site. Otherwise, what's the point? You get yeah. four people in at 20 bucks a month or whatever you're going to make it for. It's like, come on, what's the point? 100%. Um, and originally I did want to make something that was like 20 bucks a month, but we just put so much value into the Taylor trainer that yeah. we had to bring the price up. But, um, so I just got to a point. It was a necessity. It's like, I, I need to be able to give these people good programming without charging an arm and a leg. Yeah. And I think true coach gives you that ability to tailor it to, each person that signs up with it, mm-hmm. you know, like you have a, I mean, get, do you have a, do you sign up every person that signs up for the Taylor Trainer? Do you sign them a coach? No. no, if they have, so the way it works is like, if, if, you, if are, you work with a coach for nutrition, exactly. Okay. We, so all the coaches are in my true coach count as coaches. So okay. if, if you're working with Lisa for nutrition and you d- join the Taylor Trainer, I'm going to put you under Lisa's account, my true coach, so she can oversee there your training. There we go. Okay. Um, but you're still following a program that I created. The The tailoring part of it is, you know, like if you come in, you want to lift four days a week, and you want to lift Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, we're going to adjust the schedule and make that fit. Yep. But we're not going to handpick your exercises. If you tell us like, hey, we need to, uh, like I don't like this exercise or I don't have this equipment, I'm going to give you advice. I'm going to talk to you in the group. I'm going to tell you what I would change. But we're not going to hand adjust everybody's program inside True Coach. Otherwise, we'd be doing that for hundreds of people. Yeah. It's unsustainable. Yep. And that's what our individual coaching. So if you want to do like actual customized training, we have a couple coaches who do training as well. And you can hire training and nutrition and get a completely customized plan through True Coach. Yeah. Um, the reason we still call it the Taylor Trainer and why we do think it is still pretty t- tailored is because we have, I mean, shit, now I don't even know how many programs are in there, but three day, four day, five day, six day, upper, lower, full body, push, pull legs, uh, variations of all those. We have ones with some Olympic lifting. We have more power lifting yeah. base, more bodybuilding base, more like give a little bit of that CrossFit feel. We have add on programs. So if you're like, I just need two extra days of conditioning or two extra days of abs mm-hmm. or two extra days of bodybuilding because I do four days of CrossFit at my gym. We have all those things. There's just so many options that you really can tailor the training for you. And then we put them on the days of the week that you want to train. And then you have access to me in the group. You think you have 50, 15, 30, 50? What? Programs in there? 
Oh, yeah, probably like 30. 30? Yeah. 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 I knew at one time there was almost 20, but you've added more since yeah. then. Yeah. And, it, yeah, it's probably somewhere between 20 and 30. I know there's more yeah. than 20, but it, it, it's they're all in True Coach now, too, which is really cool because then you just have this app on your phone that just delivers programs for you every day. Yeah. Um, I love it, man. It's, I love True Coach. Yeah, it's so it's so much better. I even yeah. uh, I use it for my brother-in-law. Shannon uses it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so much easier. Yeah. You very know? convenient. Very convenient. So... Cool. But when I, I guess like I don't know if that answers this question very well, but it was basically just like when I decided I needed a membership site was when I didn't have the capacity to That's what I got from it. Do any more of what I was doing. Yep. Right. I just needed and I was building a team of nutrition coaches and I knew you know, there's nothing more frustrating as a nutrition coach when you have this client who is in a deficit, is locked in a nutrition, you don't want to bring their calories down lower because you know they could get more out of their results if their training was on point, but their training just sucks. Like they're just not doing a good program or they're a a part of a circuit class online that just isn't custom at all, isn't intelligently periodized, nothing. It's just like, let's make you sweat. There's nothing more frustrating to me than that when I'm like, God, you could get such better results if your training was just good. But then, you know, people are like, well, I can't spend hundreds of extra dollars a month right now on a trainer because it costs a good amount of money because we like programming takes a long fucking time for somebody. So, and that's why like personal trainers cost so much money. Yeah. Um, so it was like perfect. Cause I'm like, okay, cool. Let me just make this so everybody can do the same stuff. And, and it's actually kind of fun. Cause then there's people in the group that are like, Oh, I'm doing that program too. Yeah, and I'm loving absolutely. this. And they're like, you know, there's camaraderie. Um, so much interaction in that group. I love yeah, it. I know. I love it too, man. It's, it's, it's good. I can't recommend it enough. I know it's my product, but like for people listening, I can't recommend it. I think other people will vouch the same thing. Yeah. There's just nothing better than having it all done for you. You don't have to (laughs) do shit. Yeah. 57 bucks a month. That's like as much as some gym memberships. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It's cheaper than most gym memberships. If you look at like CrossFit and functional fitness facilities and stuff like that. And it's all half. Yeah. Great intelligent programming. Yeah. Like it's just, we're going to come out with a sample program thing soon so people can kind of get a taste of it. And that's why I'm doing it is because so many people are like, can I see a sample of like what the workouts look like? And I have, we haven't figured out a way to do that, but with this PDF that you're creating yeah. for us, it's going to be a perfect way to, cool. to share that. Yep. But cool. I think you answered that question. Uh, great. All right. Um, next one is from Jacob Talbertson tips for brand new trainers with no clients or experience. Uh, start writing blogs and get an internship. There we go. Plain and simple. That's like the best. I mean, I think that if you, if you can't write a, at least a thousand, but let's say 2,500 plus word blog on a topic, you don't know enough. Period. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I want to know that you're educated. I want to know that you know stuff. And even if like we get... I don't know what the statistics are. We get a lot of traffic to our website, but let's say we get half as many people reading our blogs, if that, as we do listening to the podcast, which is probably very true because more people want to hear. Absolutely. The point is, is long form content trumps. So even if you're like, you know what, I'm going to write blogs and I'm going to record podcasts, but I'm going to do more podcasts. It's easier for me to talk. Cool. If you can talk on a topic for an hour, or you can sit here like I am and get asked a bunch of questions that you haven't even really looked at and have answers for all of them. Write it. It means you know what you're doing. Yeah. It means you have the credibility and the knowledge the knowledge to have somebody's health and body comes like in your hands. Like you're you responsible go. for them getting results and they're going to pay you. So if you can't do that, then 
I don't think you should be training people yet. Yeah, and and, no. and if you're like, man, well, like, okay, so I need to start studying more. So educate yourself. Educate yourself, number one. Um, create long-form content because that's how you're going to retain that knowledge better and it's going to display what you do and that's going to bring you clients. Um, you know, because people can find us on, and here's a little business tip for people. People can find us on Instagram. That's great. Get their attention. Awesome. It's a great way to do it. But if you can't send them somewhere else where they can get way more in-depth content, you're lacking a fundamental step in a business, period. Yep. So when we attract people to Instagram, it's like, okay, cool. Now go listen to me talk on this for an hour. Hey, go, go watch this seminar that I did in front of 100 people. Hey, read this blog. That'll take you 30 minutes to read because it's 5,000 words. Like, check out this you, you stuff. Gotta, you got to back up the, the original attraction. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So um, I think that's huge. And I think you should get an inter- internship. I think every every great friend I have in the industry or like pers- strength coach I respect in the industry all interned for somebody. Yep. They worked for free. Just They worked for knowledge. They yep. worked in order to attain somebody else's knowledge. Every single one of them. And, and it used to be, and it's hard now because everybody wants to be an online coach. And it sucks with, with COVID because people, my best advice for people who are like, oh, how do I get an online coach? It's like, go be an in-person coach for however many years first so you can get real good experience working with people hands-on but now it's hard to go get a job at a gym because there's not that many gyms open right now yeah and and for those who are they're probably not hiring yeah um yeah so right now start with the education part or go intern with one of those work for free like there's plenty of places but if you look at like classically before online coaching and it was just like strength coaches everybody interned i mean if you wanted to be a strength coach for a football team what did you do you went and interned for a football team yep. the strength coach at the football team in the weight room if you wanted to be a nutritionist or a dietitian same exact thing um there's uh interns for training facilities for gyms for i mean for even for online coaching now but um yeah i just think it's so important man for sure yeah so that that would be my recommendation cool um uh, I was just thinking, you interned or not interned, but you worked in person for five six years five six and a half six and a half I was trying to. It's crazy. All right, we got two questions from the same person, it looks like. Uh, It is C.I. Cooper. C.I. Cooper. Greatest accomplishments over the last three years, and what are you looking forward to? What was that uh, Cooper that the plane went down that never found him? Stole all the money? I know what you mean, but can't can't think of it. Uh, That's what it reminded me of. It's a two-letter word, two-letter, and then... JP? JP? JP Cooper? Something like that. JB Cooper or something? JB Cooper? It should be like Jamie on uh, <laughs> Joe Rogan. Let me look it up. You got to get a... Uh, Did you watch the uh, David Blaine one? Yeah. The whole thing? No, I didn't watch the end yet. Is that where he does all the magic? Yes. Because Vinny... The magic, he just swallows a frog. I mean, oh, what the fuck? You didn't watch it very much then. No, I, I listened. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't hear that part. Oh. But I didn't finish the, the podcast. Yeah. He drinks... I remember him talking about swallowing a frog. Yeah, he wa- he drank 1.1 gallons of water at the desk. Yeah. And then he swallowed the frog and for like 45 minutes, and then he brought it back up, and it was hopping on the table. What the fuck, man? Okay. Uh, That's not even magic. That's just like you know that the frog is amphibious and it's not going to drown. So, <laughs> I mean, can you do that? Uh, I think the magic... It's not magic. Could. It's more I of wouldn't. a trick. Yeah, I wouldn't. You have to know how to bring it's, it back yeah. up. Yeah, he watched... He felt it hopping. Well, up. he's not even... Oh, my God, that's crazy. Yeah. He's not even just a magician. He's an illusionist, which is honestly... D.B. Cooper. D.B. Cooper. Yeah, we wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah. Uh, you ever seen a movie Without a Paddle? <laughs> 
I think in college I watched it, but yeah. I don't remember. They're like looking. It's like they're like they go back to their like childhood treehouse, and they're yeah. like, "We got to find JB Cooper, DB, but DB Cooper." Way. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. Anyway, um, um, David Blaine. I don't know where you're going with that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it was wild. He froze dude, himself for like 72 hours. Dude, last night, dude. So he went on Joe Rogan. He'd been going on these shows like to promote, obviously. Yeah. You know. So yeah, you don't even know about this, but did you listen to the whole? The podcast, why he was on there, what he was promoting. Mm. Okay. Side tangent. Uh, I thought he was just on there just to be on there. No. So he does these massive tricks, right? Well, you know the movie Up? The air balloon. Yes. Oh, yeah. I heard him talking about that. Okay. Yeah. There we go. So he's he, doing it. He did it last night. Yeah. Is he gone? He disappeared? <laughs> he did. I mean, but he's back now. So he went, he went 25,000 feet into the air with balloons. Yeah. Whoa. That's... Like, I think Mount Everest is 28,000. and But anyway, he was up there. He was, like, had an oxygen tank and stuff. And he was, and then he goes, and he free fell and uh, landed. But you Do just, you have, like, a parachute? Yeah. Dude, it was Was wild. he in, like, a basket? Like, a hot no, air balloon? just holding on to balloons. Yeah. With his hand. Was he tied to him? Yeah, of course. Okay, I was like, what, he just holds on to him yeah, for that no. long? Yeah, He had a harness. Yeah. That is crazy. But, I mean, as long a as. A bunch as, of little balloons, though? No. Like they, they were like f- six or eight massive okay. heal- healing balloons. Not like a, yeah, not a hot balloon. air balloon, just balloons. That is wild. Yeah. Did you have to, I mean, you might not care about it, but it was, no, I 100% ins- it was insane. And the background story about how he had to do 500, um, hours of, yeah, no, 500 jumps. Oh, shit. Uh, he had to get his hot air balloon license. He had to get his helium balloon license. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah. 500, like, free fall jumps? Yeah, in, Damn. like, three months. Yeah, YouTube YouTube paid for everything. And uh, the guy that jumped from in that little capsule from, like, the moon, you remember uh, that Red Bull thing where uh-uh. that guy, oh, yeah, the guy went up to the moon and, like, came back down to Earth in a little capsule for Red Bull. That guy was part <laughs> of it. The guy that jumped out of a plane with no parachute was part of it. How the fuck did he get down? He, people caught him in a net. He just jumped... <laughs> you don't know about this? No. Oh, dude, I'll show you in a little bit. Yeah, his name is. Uh, oh. People are crazy. Yeah, dude, that guy's wild. Yeah, he but. does some wild. So he buried himself alive. He froze himself. No, Blaine. Dave Blaine didn't jump out of the plane with a, no parachute. I know. Oh, okay. I know. Okay. But I'm but saying yeah. Dave Blaine did the buried himself shit. alive. Froze himself. Held his breath for 20 minutes underwater. Yeah. 20 minutes, and he, that's he said that that prepared him to do this balloon thing because he 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 hypoxic yeah. is what it is like where you run out of oxygen hypoxia yeah he had to breathe a certain pattern when he's up there to be able to not freeze and to be able to keep oxygen uh, and that like that's how he br- held his breath for 20 minutes underwater i don't know dude it's it's insane joe joe was like joe was talking about like how people that are the best at anything like you live it you like are obsessed with it like yeah. he's been practicing practicing this since he was a kid yeah like Wow. Anyway, yeah. let's get back to this. Um, Fuck. So, what's your biggest accomplishment? What are your greatest com- accomplishments over the last three years, and what are you looking forward to? Back at it. It's oh, a good question. Yeah. Um, Listen to the first ten minutes of this podcast, and you'll hear about what are <laughs> we're looking forward yeah. to. Um, that yeah, that would probably be it. Uh, biggest accomplishments. Um, last three years. Three years. I mean, definitely, obviously, having a kid. Oh, huge. Um, getting married, both of those for sure. Yeah. Uh, just because 
it's honestly one of those, I was talking to one of my clients about it. Um, shout out to uh, Christina. Congrats. They just got engaged, but um, she went on a trip and her now fiance proposed. She wasn't ex- expecting it, but it was like, I told her, I was like, it's one of those things where like, it's the greatest moment of your life. Like, you know, it's supposed to be the best moment of your life. And when it actually happens, like it's this, the craziest feeling ever. Like I remember being, I mean, you remember I was so fucking nervous all day and I, I don't get nervous ever. And I was like shit in my pants. I was like worried about everything. I was pacing. Yeah. And I was like, why am I so terrified to marry the person I've been with living with and have a kid with? Yeah. But I was freaking out. And then the second she walked down, like came in the room, it was like this, the craziest feeling. And then I remember sitting in those like thrones at the dinner table when everybody was eating. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like sitting there with a drink, like just exhausted by then. Blakely was sitting on my lap and just looking at the room of like all my loved ones. And I was like, this is the coolest fucking thing I have ever done or experienced in my entire life. It was so cool. How about you? The wedding was fun as hell too. Yeah. Um, so definitely biggest accomplishment was getting married, having a huge wedding, doing that whole thing. Um, I wouldn't even say just having a kid, but like successfully raising a kid. Yeah. Trying to at least, figuring it out. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's ever a success. Well, not that's the wrong say, but like it's never ending. So like. No, and you're always working on yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You never feel like you're doing enough or you're doing yeah. the right thing or you're always trying to learn. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely those two, as far as like, I know he was probably more asking about business, yeah. but um, <laughs> it's hard for me to say because I don't even, even if I was like, okay, only business top three, I really don't know. It's yeah. hard to say because it's like, first off, there's been so much that's happened in the last three years. It's insane. Yeah. I think this, the business is three and a half years old, four years old. Think about it. I left, I left Vigor in 2017. Touche. I mean, I started this biggest business before I left. in the last three years. Leaving everything, yeah. <laughs> leaving Vigor was one of the biggest ones because that took a lot of guts. It was scary. I yeah. gave up all of my clients in yeah. order to start my own business. Scary as fuck, especially when I know I have a pregnant girlfriend at home. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. terrified. So just being man enough to do that was was a big accomplishment. Yeah. Um, I think that's super badass. How you were just like, but I got this, Shannon, and look at it now. Yeah, like, dude, I got this. Honestly, break up with me right now, or we got this. Like, <laughs> thank God for her. Like, she literally was just like, "Okay." I didn't even have to say like, "I, I know I can." Do. I was literally like, "Hey, I think I want to do this." And she literally just looked at me for like a minute, maybe, and goes, "Okay, do it." I know you can. And I was yeah. like, "All right." And then at that point, I was like, "I still kind of doubt the shit out of myself, but my girlfriend is expecting me to do, yeah. pull this off now." <laughs> so it's like accountability, you know? Really? Oh yeah. Do you doubt yourself. Oh, 100%. Really? I mean, dude, it's, they think about it. I, I was training people in person, all the security in the world. Yeah. For six and a half years, I had this, this dream to create this online thing. And for me to step out on a whim, you know, that's, I mean. I'm not you, but in my mind, I thought maybe you, like, not doubt yourself, but said, man, this is going to take a lot. Maybe I don't know when it will pop or I don't know when. 100%. It, but I know it will. But the doubt is like when I had enough confidence to not let that doubt like overcome me taking action. There you go. You know because I, and I, when I say I had doubt, I think everybody has doubts. Sure. Okay. You know so uh, or confusion. Yeah. Or just worry, overwhelm, stress. There you, you know, anxiety. Um, but I think I had enough confidence. No, and I definitely was kind of like I don't. I mean, this could take. Two years, five years, ten years, I don't know. Yeah. Yep. But I'm just going to go for it. I just see all those other words a lot differently than doubt. Yeah. 
Yeah, I get it. You wouldn't have done it if 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 I doubted that exactly. much. Exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I think I think anxiety would be the right. Sure. Because it's just a big move. Sure. But I mean, that was one of the biggest accomplishments. Uh, I, I can't even. I mean, I would say starting the team is one of the biggest ones. Uh, but also not even just starting, like developing the team because. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, the it's team so is so many milestones. Yeah, it's just a massive team full of really smart people. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody on the team is like actually really, really fucking smart. <laughs> um, I mean, you go to a lot of gyms and there's like, oh, yeah, there's a couple good trainers and yeah. that guy just likes to work out. Yep. And, you know what I mean? Yep. But like everybody is fucking on top of their shit. Yep. Um, uh, I think the rebrand was a huge accomplishment. The warehouse was a huge accomplishment. Honestly, for me, hiring you full-time was yeah. a massive accomplishment. And for the company. And for the company, for yeah. sure. But, I mean, even just, like, mentally knowing that, like, I could do that mm-hmm. was, like, the coolest feeling ever. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but how do you how do you put a number on any of those? Yeah. You know, which one was better than the other? Yeah, which, you no, know what I mean? So it's, and they're all in the last three years. That's, yeah. like, great question, but we can't really, like, yeah. break that down. The warehouse? The warehouse. Yeah, that was a game one. changer. Such a game changer. Yeah. Working in my my bedroom and you working in your office yeah. like there's only so much you can get done Being at starbucks every once in a while yeah. to, like discuss <laughs> yeah can you come over next week and film yeah like, all right uh c- come at noon because blake will be napping yeah and we can go on the other side of the house when she's not you know yeah. what i mean like Wild. or hey like my buddy will let us come in the gym between crossfit classes yeah. let's get over there as soon as we can yeah this is crazy game changer but like that's the kind of shit you have you to have do. to do like a lot of this people guy- are like a lot of people are like Oh, I can't do it at home because I have a family. Or, oh, I can't do it because I don't have a gym. Or, oh, I can't. It's like... Make it happen. Make it... There's always a fucking way. Yes. Dude, we were filming shit at Anytime Fitness with a bunch of people around training <laughs> and just Fact. trying to act like I can't Those see them st- staring at me. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And... Uh, I feel awkward walking around Anytime Fitness with a camera. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah. In a small town. Yeah. With a bunch of people that we, we went to high school with. Yeah. So they're like, God damn, what is <laughs> what are these guys doing? Good luck, dude. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know, man. I think, uh, honestly, if, if I had to pinpoint one, I, I would honestly say the biggest catalyst was actually probably the rebrand. Yeah. Because I think the rebrand, it influenced how the team developed so much. It influenced this facility. It influenced our philosophy, like mm-hmm. w- what we're known for. Yeah. Uh, it influenced our clout in the industry and our reach. Yeah. Um, it influenced my excitement about this brand yeah. because I'm obsessed with tailored everything. Did you, did you, uh, sorry, I'm not interrupting. I'm just adding on to this. Did you, were you online coaching when you were in your apartment in Renton? Uh, technically, yes, but I had like one or two clients. Okay. But I was like, I want to say that I've I've been there since the day, like, yeah, basically. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't, I'd never called myself an online coach at that point. Yeah, it was basically like there was one lady who uh, lived in New York. She was a like Broadway actress. Yeah, she, her name was Sarah. She hired me and she paid me through PayPal. I think she would send me PayPal every like two months, like every other month she would pay, like, and I would just do all her programming. Yeah, and Kevin Knutson would pay me through Venmo. Damn, and. That was it. Yeah. And it was, it wasn't even like, I'm going to, I'm an online coach taking clients. They were like, Kevin hit me up. He's like, Hey, I don't live in the area, but can you help me? I was like, sure. Venmo me. It was so fucking cheap. I can't even remember what I Venmo him, (laughs) but it was just like dirt cheap. I was like, uh, sure. No, but he, dude, he was with me for three years. Yeah. Three years straight. Damn. Um, yeah, he's pretty involved in the gym in Spokane. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And and he he knows enough now that he like does his own programming stuff and he uses some of the old stuff we do and stuff and we still stay in touch. 
Um, concept. What's that? Like, that's the goal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sustainability. Yeah. Uh, but they, I was, I was online coaching them when I was at the apartment. But when I moved in with you, that's when I was like, I want to start like trying to yeah. do something with so this. So the reason I asked that question is because I just, I want to like, I, I agree. I think the rebrand, but I also think like, obviously for two different reasons, the re- rebrand was, you said catalyst for a whole different reason. It was for the business, for the philosophy, for everything. Yeah. But I think that the warehouse changed so much for a different reason. Like it just catapulted our content. Yeah. I mean, quite literally. Yeah. And so those Honestly, are my, even it, it, it catapulted uh, my ability to program design. It cap- catapulted my ability to lead the team, write emails, leave the team, lead, the oh, team. lead the team, um, <laughs> write emails, create things for the membership. Like, because I have so much space yeah. and time to myself inside this place that I can get so much more done. Yeah. You know, drink a few <laughs> rock stars at my desk and just crush through work. Yeah. But not literally a few people. I don't drink that much caffeine. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it is, it's hard. That's my two answers. I yeah. think if the rebrand, obviously, uh, biasly, me coming on full-time. Yeah. And, but the warehouse. I, I mean, I remember when the warehouse was an idea, and I was like, dude, that would be sick. But, you know, I'm not part of that. That's you looking at retail space, real estate, um, real estate. Retail space. Re- to be completely honest, I wasn't even looking. Tori was. No, yeah. Oh, yeah. I literally was like, hey, Tori, this would be cool. Like, yeah. you should look and see what it would be like. And she Get literally. On lines. So I, I remember uh, texting her. Me and Shannon were in Bellevue at the Airbnb that we had to stay oh, in yeah. while the last house was being built. And we were walking, and I was, like, talking to Shannon about it. And she was like, why don't you just have Tori start looking? Because you never do it. You never have time. Like, yeah. you want to start considering it, just have her look. And I was like, all right. Texted Tori. Literally a week later, she's like, hey, there's a place right by the house you're about to move into. It's a really good deal. You should come check it out with me. Like, all right. Signed the paper that day. Damn. Literally happened that quick. Because I was like, this is way too close to my house and way too good of a deal and way too good of an opportunity. Yeah. And they'll do everything I need them to do inside. <clears throat> like, you know what I mean? So I was like, fuck it. Let's do it. But if I had to take out marriage and daughter and just do business it would it would definitely be rebrand warehouse not in any order rebrand warehouse bringing you on yeah and and honestly not even bringing you on because of what we do because at the end of the day obviously we literally can get twice as much done now that you're a full-time without a doubt the productivity and the help has gone through the roof yeah but more from the standpoint of like i hired my best friend and let him leave his job yeah that he wanted to leave like that's the coolest fucking thing and there's always like i know you can't even measure him but like Hiring a new coach, every, every single time. one of them after another. Like chief science officer was yeah, a huge thing too. Yeah, I had a couple of people reach out to me. And they were like, "That's a boss move." Yeah, smart dude. I, I like just mingle online and stuff like, like precision. You know, just different training or nutrition companies and stuff. And like, I don't know about them specifically or whatever, but like, not many people have that. <laughs> like, you're like, whoa, that's interesting. Especially not coaching companies. Yeah, um, I can count on my hand how many coaching companies have a chief science officer on one hand. Yeah. So and I know companies that have chief science officers, but they don't coach people. They're like a, they're an education platform. The company doesn't or the CSO doesn't. The company doesn't. Oh, oh so, wow. so it makes sense that they have CSO because they're creating education for coaches to learn and get oh, certified and do stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You almost need a chief science officer. Yeah. You know, you also need a, like a, a, a chief education director. Like yeah. you need all these things because you're an education company, yeah. but coaching companies, 3DMJ has one, which, I mean, Eric 
Helms became the chief science officer. And he's a coach. And he's a coach. Yep. He, I mean, he started the company as a coach, and then he became the chief science officer of 3DMJ, from what I understand. Um, I believe Steve Hall with Revive Stronger does. I think Miguel is Miguel Pascoot, who's been on the podcast. I think he is their CSO. But I don't know. And I also don't think there's as many people who have a CSO that is as involved as Brandon is. Mm. Sometimes I think it's one of those things where, and this is not saying any one direction, like, like for example, Eric Helms is extremely involved in everything they do. So this is not even remotely close to him because he's, I mean, he directs, he started the company. Yeah. He directs so much, everything, he, you know, <laughs> but there's a lot of companies too that like bring on a CSO for the sake of saying they have a CSO, it seems like, mm. you know, but like Brandon writes our content. He is on our podcast all the time. He creates infographics to teach yeah. our followers. Webinars. He does webinars every single month to teach the coaches. He emails back and forth with our coaches every single week. Yeah. Like sometimes I get CC'd on him and he'll, or he'll just pop in and be like, Hey, I just want you to see these conversations I'm having. And it's like all the coaches just learning and learning and learning and Dope. talking to him and asking him questions and giving him client examples and I'm like, yes, that is the whole purpose of having a CSO. Yep. It's just somebody to d- completely direct the education. Touche. It's sick, man. Great accomplishments. Yeah. Should we do one more? What am I excited for? That was the, the other thing. Oh, what are you about. looking forward yeah. to? Okay, so and like we'll, the, the Fantasy Factory thing's not – I'm not even going to say that because that's like a pipe dream. Yeah. Like is why it is it called a pipe dream? I don't even know what that nah, – I mean, assuming that's like a big dream. A pipe dream is like – <laughs> It's like something that's kind of unrealistic. Like it's like out there. Yeah. But I don't know why it's called a pipe dream. All it's right. weird. Um, like you play baseball as a kid, major league baseball player. That's my pipe dream. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we get it. This is much more realistic than me ever becoming a pro athlete. But um, I just I don't because that's literally predicated on our neighbor moving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like being able to have that opportunity. Um, what am I most excited for? That's a pretty tough question to yeah. be honest with you. There's there's a lot going on. Yeah. The mentorship's gonna be great. Dude, I was gonna say excited, the mentorship. You know, for the, the team development. We just brought on a couple new coaches that are amazing. Maybe the team meeting in twenty twenty one. What's that? <laughs> the team meeting in twenty twenty one. Get two computer screens. <laughs> no, the team meeting. Like meet oh, up. Oh yeah, meet, meet up. up. Yeah, yeah. Um I thought you meant like how big the meetings will be oh, by the time yeah. that you get there. But yeah, I'm excited for that as long as fucking COVID ends oh, and touche. we can all meet up. Because that's why we haven't set a date yet. And so I'm definitely excited for that. I'm also really excited for the charity stuff that we're going to do. Mm. So that'll be really cool because once, I mean, this time was like a big test. Obviously, the shirts went out like two weeks later than we expected because just for people listening, if you didn't see my Instagram story, we got all the shirts back and they had like misprint on all of them. And we weren't about to send out a bunch of shirts that had like these marks on them because it just didn't look nice. Mm. So we actually had to uh, get them all completely remade. Um, and pay extra for rush delivery because it's it, it took so long. So it actually went out today as we're recording this. Um, Do you have mine? What's that? Do you have mine? Uh, <laughs> at my house. Oh, okay. Or no, no actually, no, it, it'll get shipped to you because we did direct ship. Okay. Because originally we got all of them to ourselves. Damn. And then we were going to ship them out individually because yeah. you save some money. Um, and then we can like write a hand note and everything. But now we just paid the company to ship them right from the warehouse because we didn't want to waste any more time. Damn. Um, so you'll get yours. But if you want an extra one, there's a box full of ones with a little white thing on the collar. Ew. Yeah. Um, but, uh, they're good for like workout shirts or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. but um, I'm excited for that because we're learning 
how to make the process more efficient. Um, we got like a bunch of, I mean, just so much good feedback of people like happy that we're doing it and feedback from people saying like, Hey, you know, we'd love if you could donate to this one time or like you could support this charity one time. So I'm, I'm hoping to build it up to the point where people reach out like, like charities mm. reach out and say, Hey, we want to partner with you on your next t-shirt launch. Sick. I want to grow it that much to where like the charity itself reaches out and partners with us for these launches. Yeah. Um, did you reach out to fuck cancer and like notify them that we we're yeah, doing this? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I, cause I wanted to use their logo on our sales page. So, that, mm. so basically we just reached out just to say like, Hey, can we use your logo? Yeah. This is what we're doing. And they were of course all about it. But, um, but yeah, like I, I'm, I'm excited for that. Cause I think like, you know, in three years, we'll have like a storefront with all these shirts and like all these different charities that they support. Like, imagine if you could go on and we were selling thousands of shirts a month, and there's a bunch of shirts you can buy, and each one is for a different charity. So, you can support sick. the charity of your choice depending on what you buy. Um, it'd be so sick. That would be, be so cool. And, and what I would want to do is if we did get the Fantasy Factory, I would get a printing machine. Yeah. Fuck the middleman. We're, we're printing them here, <laughs> shipping them out ourselves. <laughs> That's so sick. Yeah. Because we already have a guy, one of my clients actually does the designs for us, no charge at all because he just wants to be a part of the charity. So if we have a design guy, we have the printing. T-shirts. T-shirts is the only thing we need, and you can buy those in bulk, bulk. you know what I mean, and just fucking print them out there. It'd be so Let's dope. Go. So sick. Dude. So I've been thinking a lot about that. Um, I got Shannon an email, so Shannon at tailoredcoachingmethod.com. Um, she's on the website now, director of charity, because she's going to take that. And, no. and I don't want people reaching out to me because it'll get lost in the weeds and I have yeah. I have what I have to focus on yeah yep, yep. so she can direct that and set that Sick. up and she does the designs anyway so dope stuff. that's so awesome yeah I'm, I'm excited so I think that'll be a cool thing once it builds yeah all right last question is from the same person CI Cooper uh better to focus on niche versus general coaching business and is it the same if you are online versus in person I think <laughs> surpriser it depends yeah um i think it depends on if you are by yourself doing this or if you have a team you know because if i would have made a really really hard niche like i only work with burnt out male crossfitters who want to recover and repair very very niche market which yeah. is a good like people will pay a lot of money i've, I've competed in crossfit I'm a male. I really care about fitness, but I'm beat up and I need a better restorative, like active R, active life RX. That's all they do. They yeah. work with men and women of all ages, but point being, that's a very niche market. If you go that route, you need to find people to be on a team that match that exact niche. Mm. So now you have to find a bunch of other people that are just like you with the same interests as you, that have the same passions as you and the same style of coaching as you and the same knowledge as you and want to work with the same clients as you becomes really difficult. doesn't mean it's a bad idea. just becomes difficult. Yeah. Now, if you're like, ah, I don't really want to manage a team. I don't want to work with people. I want to just do this on my own, do a solo thing. Then having a niche could be a good idea because you can niche down to the person you work best with and just focus on that. Um, I'm a generalist. I want to help everybody I can. And I would rather be a generalist and be patient. So instead of me being niched and being the guy for this one thing and blowing up quick and getting like, you know, recognized as the blank guy, yep. you know, Brett Contreras, the glute guy, like yes. he's niched down hard. Good example. Um, and he's, yeah, I, I can't shit on that. He has a great business and he's really well known. He's yep. really fucking smart dude. Yep. He has just a different goal than me, you know? So for me, it was like, I could take more time. I could not focus on 
how many people know what I do specifically and just be like, I'm a generalist that helps all these people. Um, then I can build a team of a bunch of different people who work well with a bunch of different people. Right. So like I have different coaches that specialize in different things who match up with different personalities and who cater to different results better. So now anybody who comes to me, I have the perfect fucking coach for you, no matter what. Um, so I personally think generalist, and I don't think it changes if you're online or in person. I think the only time it changes is like, like I was the nutrition guy at figure. I was yeah. the nutrition guy, the fat loss guy, like, you know, I'm not like the performance guy. I'm not the rehab guy. I'm not like it's fat loss nutrition. But the reason is because I'm in a team of a bunch of individual people who all kind of have their own personalities niches. Yep. So I'm like, okay, how can I be different and cater to the person I know I'm best with? I know I'm best with people who want to get super lean and I know I'm best with people who need nutrition help or who will commit to nutrition help because that's my like thing. Um, and in that case, it was smart. But as I shifted away from that, I was like, I need to be more general. You know, to performance, build, muscle growth, fat else. loss, anything. Yeah. Men, women, young, old, you know. Um, and you, you decided to go away from the niche thing pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was one of those things. I knew I was going to, yeah. no matter what. It was just a matter of going. You know, um, the book, uh, I think it's called Changing the Game or The Game Changers. No, The Game Changers, that documentary. I don't know what it is, but John Berardi wrote a book, really good book. I haven't finished it yet, but um, I got it bunch of people kept raving about it so I finally dug into it but he talks about being a generalist in it mm. um, and precision nutrition is a good example of that very general company they work with everybody mm -hmm. one of the most successful nutrition coaching companies that has ever been created he sold for like fucking seven million or something yeah. like that I don't really know the details of it but if a nutrition coaching company is worth seven million he's doing something right yeah. You know, maybe it was five million. I know it was millions. It doesn't matter. Sure. <laughs> it was worth a lot of money. And they've changed the industry. They were, I think John Brody was the first online coach, literally. Wow. Yeah. Um, he was the first nutrition, I mean, he's the first person to really create a nutrition certification program too. It was the first cert I ever did. I did PN1 and 2. Um, and we've had some of them on the podcast. But yeah, um, yeah I, I think, I think in my opinion, generalist is better, but that's also a biased opinion because I know what I want to create and what I'm building as a team. And we work with everybody. So I think it really it comes down to if you want to build a team or if you want to do it solo and if you have a highly specific person that you like working with or not. You know, there's some people who I do recommend a niche. Like I had one mentor client that I was like, you need to work with CrossFitters who are over the age of 40. Hmm. Because that matched perfectly to the people she could cater to the best. So her marketing, her content, everything needed to be geared towards that because those are the people that are going to jump all over what she does. And she was a, a one-man show one woman show yep <laughs> um so yeah i think i think it depends that's dope yeah a lot of business questions in this one yeah all right guys well we will see you next week before i let you go i just want to say thanks i seriously appreciate you spending this last hour or so with me educating yourself to get better results it still humbles me to this day that people around the world literally have me in their headphones or their speakers just to learn it's so empowering, and because of that, I have three quick things for you. The first one is a personal favor. Please leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. When you do this, not only does it help me learn and get better at making podcasts for you to get better results, but it helps us grow inside of iTunes, which allows us to invest more, again, to get you better results. The second thing, head over to boomboomformance.com slash sign up or click the link in the show notes to get your free copy of The Nutrition Hierarchy. 
This is everything you need to know about nutrition to change your body composition or performance inside of a manual. I take the leading evidence inside of research and all the principles, methods, and tools based on some of the top professionals in the industry, and I put them all in a book so you can learn more about your nutrition and get better results. The third thing, this is a personal invitation to shoot me a DM on Instagram or email me at cody at boomboomperformance.com. I will help you troubleshoot anything you need. This is literally an invitation to jump in my inbox and ask me anything you want and let me help you. All right, guys, that's all I got for you this time. I appreciate you being here and I'll see you next time.